Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome into Believe Me right here on Stadium TV. My name is Cam Rogers. That man right there is Clay Harbor, former NFL tight end. No Brandon Lang this week, but we do have his picks for the NBA playoffs this weekend. Clay, my man, welcome to the show, sir. Excited for some more betting insight here. Oh, it's always a good time. I'm, you know, I think I think Brandon had to leave because you know I beat him so bad last week that he said, you know, I don't think I want to come on. I can't see Clay. There's no chance that Clay is going to let me live this one down because he came back, he tied up the series, and now Brandon Lang and myself are even in the betting world. Let's go. Brandon's getting scared, Clay. To your point, you both are now tied in our game picks this year, but let's also note that we are both sub 500 here, Brandon and you and me, actually, I'm worse than the two of you, but we are going to turn it around here on the show and make you some money at home. All right, Clay, let's get into the top story here. Some breaking news this week, Tiger Woods undergoing foot surgery to treat post-traumatic arthritis from a prior injury that likely from the car crash, the leg injury back in 2021, he pulled out of the masters due to re-aggravation of plantar fasciitis. I did not necessarily believe that. I said it on this show that you don't re-aggravate plantar fasciitis from walking. It's usually high impact stuff, running that sort of thing. So the rehab begins no timetable right now, but it sounds like it's going to be at least three months. So that means probably no Tiger for the rest of 2023. Clay, when you saw this news, and of course, adding on to the fact that we saw him struggle at the Masters on the weekend, what did you make of everything? You know, it's like I said, Cam, I have a bad feeling this might be the last we've seen of Tiger Woods. The guy's had an incredible run, but at 47 years old, you don't recover the way you used to. And coming back from these surgeries, the guy's struggling to walk. You know, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to see him in a competitive environment on a golf course where he can play 18 holes back to back to back to back days again. So unfortunately, I think this is just another piece of info that gives us an idea that Tiger might be done. And if he is, you know, I'm glad that I got to witness him. He's a special player. He's a special golfer. He's a special athlete. He's a football player. As an NFL player. Tiger Woods is on in the locker rooms. We're all gathered around watching golf. None of us want to play golf. We like fast plays. He transcended the game. We, we all know about injuries and everything, but I hope he can come back and, and really just keep this incredible story going. But at 47 years old, I think this might be the end of Tiger Woods as far as uh, competitive golf. You know, the timeline of his surgeries and injuries over the last decade is pretty remarkable here, Clay. So we've got the ankle fusion surgery just a few days ago, plantar fasciitis back in 2022, leg surgery from the accident, 2021, back surgery that same year, spinal fusion surgery back in 2017, and a couple of more back surgeries, 2015, 2014. You have to wonder, Clay, and obviously you went through your fair share of injuries as an athlete, is Tiger's medical staff now telling him it's time to hang it up? And do you think that's the smart decision in terms of just retiring in general here? 
I think he's got some people in his ears telling him to hang it up. I had nine surgeries in my life, Cam, nine, count them, nine surgeries. And I, you know, as a guy that's, uh, I don't play anymore, but those take a toll on you. Sometimes waking up, it's hard to get out of bed in the morning. I mean, some things I can still get to the gym, you know, you get the body moving. And at some points I'll be like, man, I think I could probably play football again. Like I feel great, but there are some days where I go, okay, you got out at the right time because if I felt any worse than this, I'm not sure I could even you know, be live a normal life with some of the injuries right. you have in Tiger with all these surgeries. And we're talking back to back to back years here. I mean, 2021 to 2022, 2023 now. He's had a lot of surgeries, and those add up. And as an athlete, I know it's really difficult to say goodbye to your sport, but if he wants to have – be able to be a dad, run around with his kids. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, go that route, but I think he's, he's got, he's got to give it up at some point and just look back and say, Hey, I had a heck of a career. I'm going to teach my son. Now you see his son coming up. Could be the next Tiger. Watch Woods. Out for Charlie. Yeah. He's, got, yeah. he's got that. He's got that swing. So I think you, you invest in your children, your, your son, you find some, some hobbies that aren't going to affect your body negatively that are going to improve it. And, you know, that's what I did. And that's how I was able to overcome my departure from the NFL after nine years, you know, four years in college, four years in high school, something that really becomes a part of your life. Well, I don't know if the fat lady is singing yet per se, but I do think she is warming up her vocals because we could be heading toward the end here for Tiger Woods. Hopefully that is not the case. Selfishly, I want more of him out there yeah. on the PGA Tour. But to your point, Clay, he has to think about the mundane things in life, playing with his kids, teaching Charlie to play golf, all those things. So yeah. we'll see what happens for Tiger as we go forward. All right, let's pivot to the NBA. So much to break down. We've got games here on the show, Clay. But first, Draymond Green's suspension here. One game with the Warriors. By the way, the last time that Draymond got suspended in the playoffs, the Warriors went to the NBA Finals, went up 3-1, to one, and then lost to the Cavs. That is neither here nor there. But as far as this year, Clay, how does this affect things? And what do you think about this suspension? You look at the stats, like obviously Draymond isn't what he used to be. He's averaging under 10 points a game. He's not the guy. But Draymond is an emotional leader on this team, the Warriors team. It's Clay, it's Steph, and it's Draymond. The same three guys have been doing it over and over and over again. He's an emotional leader. So having him gone is tough. And he's a great defender. He could be in the player, defensive player of the year conversation. To me, I honestly feel like it was unfair. I think Sabonis, you watch the play, Sabonis put this guy's ankle in an ankle lock. I thought I was watching an, NBA, an, an MMA thing, MMA fight. <laughs> he puts him in an ankle lock. Saturday okay. night fight night, baby. <laughs> Obviously, Draymond shouldn't step on him like that, and it's repeat offense. But if Sabonis doesn't grab my man's ankle, my man's not going to step on him. If if Draymond suspended, so bonus needs to be suspended too. Right. That's unfair. You know, take it case by case. You don't talk about prior history here when you're talking about this year's NBA playoffs and you put the Warriors in a really tough position defending NBA champions here. This isn't some scrub team that you, know, you want to make a statement on. This is a team that's probably its last year to have an opportunity to win an NBA championship again, an end of an era. And you're gonna and you're gonna potentially waste it, ruin it on this play, and not suspense a bonus when he's a guy that started the whole altercation. 
I think it's a big loss. I don't see how they can win without Draymond's energy, his emotional factor that he brings to this team, and his defense. So it's sad to see. I think this is the end of the Splash Brothers and in my namesake. You know, spelled differently, but Clay Thompson, you know, has always been That's my right. guy because his name's Clay. Yeah, you know, going down 0-3 obviously is going to be a gut punch. Without Draymond there in that game three, we'll see what happens. For the Warriors, the Kings have been a surprise. So I am rooting for them as we go here in the NBA playoffs. Clay, it's time to pick some games. Let's talk about the Cavs taking on the Knicks. This one in Madison Square Garden. The Knicks are laying two in this one. The series is knotted up at one one Cavs winning game two. Most recently, the Knicks are 19 and 16 against the spread, one favored by two or more. Cavs are six and eight ATS, one underdogs by two points or more this year. Clay, a big trend so far in the NBA playoffs. The favorites are winning and the favorites are covering. What are you doing here? You know, here I'm going to go with the Cavs. I think, um, you know, I think the Knicks. You know, they're in a, they're in a good position. They're going home. They're they're 23 and 18 at home. They they actually wait. Yeah, yeah. The Knicks are going. The Knicks are going home. Correct. Yeah, this will be in New York. Yes, yes. And the Knicks are are actually a better team on the road than at home this year. So they're worse at home than they are on the road. So I'm taking I'm taking. The Cavs, you know, Brunson's been is five and twelve, five and seventeen yesterday. RJ Barrett four for thirteen. I mean, the Cavs are an under five hundred team on the road, but at twenty twenty one. But I still think they pull this one out. Uh, Julius Randle has, has been shooting thirty seven percent from the field so far this this series. He's only put up seven free throws. I mean, if if, if the Knicks want to want to win, he's going to have to get to the line a little more. I love Donovan Mitchell. I'm taking the Cavs. Yeah, I think this line is short. Brandon, by the way, is with you. He's going Cavs plus the two. I'll take the Cavs plus the two as well. This defense is fantastic, and they really showed out in game two against New York. So we're all in agreement there. Cavs plus the two in game three. Okay, Nuggets and Timberwolves. This one in Minnesota. Timberwolves are getting two and a half in this matchup. The Nuggets are up to nil. Nuggets are 29, 27, and one against the spread as two-point favorites. Timberwolves are 21 and 16 in their last 37 games as an underdog of two points or more. Are you going with the home dog in this one, Clay? No, I think I'm going to have to go with the Nuggets. I, I like how the T-Wolves, they put up a great fight. They came back in that third quarter. They were down 21. They came yeah. back and took the lead for a minute. People just look at the final score and they think that the Nuggets cruise. The Nuggets earned this one, but Jamal Murray, it was just too much. 41 points, Joe Kick, 20, 29, 27 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, almost had a triple-double. I mean, these guys are playing. In Minnesota, they shot over 80%. In the third quarter, they're not going to be able to do that again. I, I love Anthony Edwards. I love Rudy Gobert, but Carl Anthony Towns, he was three for twelve. He's got to stop thinking he's a three-point shooter. <laughs> this guy's huge. You're six ten, six eleven. Take the ball to the hole. You're not a three-point shooter. Come on, cat. Stop playing like a cat. Play like a dog. Let's go. And I don't think he's going to. I think Denver runs away with this. They're the better team. I, I'm taking the Nuggets. 
you don't see a scenario where maybe the Timberwolves steal one at home, or do you think that this could be a clean sweep here for Denver? I think this is a sweep. After wow. you know, they get, they took their best shot. They took one on the chin. The Nuggets did, and they're a championship team. They've been here before. I think Jamal Murray is is just playing great basketball instead of. You know, Rudy Gobert just sitting back on the screens and letting Jamal Murray shoot. You can't do that. You're going to have to really change your defensive strategy. Carl Anthony Towns got to realize that he's not Steve Kerr. You know, you're not six foot three, three point shooter and start taking the ball to the hole. I mean, they could cover the spread, but I don't see him winning a game, especially with Jokic playing the way he is. He's hitting threes. He's assisting. He's getting rebounds. He's showing why he's still in this MVP discussion. I mean, I'm, I'm taking Denver all day. B Lang is taking Minnesota plus the two and a half. And Clay, I think I am going in that direction. Sometimes Vegas sort of tells the story with the line plus the two and a half. I'm going to take that. It sounds trappy on the other end, minus two and a half with Denver. I think Minnesota gets one game. And I think that's the game right there. Only two three. points. And, and this is, the, I mean, come on. Denver versus Minnesota, an only two-point game? I'm, this is I'm the picking, NBA, Clay. This is my lock of the week, and I'm glad. <laughs> because I'm picking up a game on you, and I'm picking up a game on B-Lang. This is my lock of the week, and I will, I will tell B-Lang that whenever he gets back here. Lock City. All right, we'll see what happens there. Next game on the list, Bucks and Heat. Big spread home dog are the Miami Heat plus five and a half. This series is tied one and one. Milwaukee's ATS record as five point favorites or more 24, 15, and three. That's really good. Miami's ATS record as a five point underdog or greater four and seven. That ain't great. This screams bucks, but Clay, what are you doing here? Come on, man. This don't scream Bucks. This don't scream Bucks at all. This screams Heat. Wow. No, this screams Bucks. I'm, I'm oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I am taking the Bucks. I mean, uh, the Bucks had seven players over 13 points. Seven players over 13 points. That is a team. That is what a team is supposed to look like. You missed the MVP, the NBA's top five leading scorer, one Amazing. of the best players in the game. You still win this game. Lopez and Holiday, 49 combined points. Two veteran guys that stepped up big. You love watching those guys. But the, the surprise, the Bucks hit 25 three-pointers, Cam. That's an M- that ties an NBA record. Okay, wow. you don't even know these guys' names. Joe Eagle, Ingles, and Pat Connington, 11 of 16 for three po- in three-pointers for 39 points. embarrassing points. for the Heat. Embarrassing. Unreal. These two guys? 11-16 from the three-point line with 39 points. You didn't have Giannis in the game, and they still won, okay? The Bucks went 10-3 and three last year with a spread over uh, over four points. I think the Bucs – I think I'm taking the Bucs all the way. And, they, and we don't even know if Giannis is going to play. If Giannis plays, if he doesn't, I'm still taking the Bucs, but I'm going to count on Giannis being here this game. Yeah, he was close to playing, actually, there in Game 2. So it sounds like he will be good to go for Game 3. Of course, Brandon taking the points with the Heat, 5.5. Clay, I'm with you, my man. I'm eating the chalk here with the Bucks. Their record right now, ATS, as a 5-point favorite or more. Really, really good. I will lay the points with the Bucks on the road with you, Clay, on that one. 
Love Tough it. series to predict by a game-by-game -game basis here. Grizzlies, Lakers. The series knotted up at one. The Lakers have been good ATS as four-and-a-half-point favorites or more. Nine and five, they are linging that number. Four-and-a-half at home. Memphis, two-and-five ATS when four-and-a-half-point dogs or more. Clay, you were on the Lakers last week. Are you sticking with them? Am I sticking with them? I mean, that's a tough question. I'm, go I'm going Lakers, okay? okay? I'm going Lakers, but... I do like I, I I do like this Grizzlies team even without without John John Morant, you know I think one of the the most underrated guards in the season is is Tyus Tyus Jones. I mean the guy can play. He's got the best assist to turnover ratio in the last five years in the NBA. This guy, in my opinion, they don't miss much when obviously John Morant's a, a crazy player. He can go off. He can take over a game. But Tyus Jones can facilitate. He protects the basketball. He knows how to assist. He's one of the best guards in the league. Who's Xavier Tillman, though? Like, where, where does this guy come from? Go 10 for 13 for 22 points and 13 rebounds? I mean, come on. Luke Kennard, uh, I mean, 54% from the three-point line, hit four threes for the, for the Grizzlies. I mean, these guys can play. Dylan Brooks poking the bear, coming after LeBron, talking trash. Talking that? trash. He called <laughs> LeBron old. So I do love this Grizzlies team. This is my one matchup where it's tough. I'm not sure. They don't got Ja. They don't got Brandon Clark. Uh, I, I mean, this is this is a tough one. Jaron Jackson, Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Field they looked really good in game two, though. The Grizzlies did. Oh, really they looked good. great. But Anthony Davis is not going to go four for, four for 14 again. Right. He's not going to go four for 14 again. I think Anthony Davis comes back strong. LeBron comes back strong. We are going back to L.A. I'm going, going back, back. Let's go. We're going back to L.A. I'm taking the Lakers. LeBron, AD's not going 414 again. They're going to come back. They're going to show why. They still got some gas in the tank. I am taking the L.A. Lakers. They're the L.A. Lakers, not the L.A. Fakers. Let's go. LeBron's getting the dub. Clay, I'm struggling here because Brandon is going with Memphis plus the four and a half, but I do like your argument with the Lakers. And you know what? I'm looking at this ATS record for the Lakers when they are four and a half point favorites or more at nine and five. I'm going to ride with that. Give me the Lakers. I think they steal this one, but I would not be surprised if the Grizzlies win this series, Clay. But for game three, I will go with the Lakers minus four and a half. All right. A lot of disagreement in these games between you and Brandon. So we'll see what happens as we go forward through the weekend and check out the standings next week in the NBA playoffs. All right, my man, we've got time. So let's talk about it. The NFL draft. This is your bread and butter. And there are so many betting options out there. Let's start with the first overall pick in the NFL draft. And it sounds like it's not worth the bet anymore. Because of the news that Bryce Young canceled all of his meetings with teams after meeting with the Panthers, he is now minus 2,000 to be <laughs> the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. That means you have to pay Clay $2,000 just to make 100 in profit. Is there any value in C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson here? No value. I think the ship has sailed. I mean, there's everybody that's close to the NFL – says, hey, this is a done deal. We are, they're going Bryce Young. 
I mean, if you if you want to, to just hammer down and take the risk, I mean, you you know, put down if you have the disposable income. I think right. it's it's price young. Like throw down the 10k to, to get a, a grand, you know, or 500 bucks. But I wouldn't touch this. I think it's you'd be throwing away money to go anybody with Bryce Young. It's it's pretty much a done deal unless the tech, unless they're just putting up the the Panthers are just putting up the best smoke screen I've ever seen in, in NFL history, which is possible. But all the players, all the big time hitters, everybody I've talked to is saying it's Bryce Young for sure. Okay. So no value there, minus 2,000. I was just curious what your thoughts were with yeah. Bryce going number one overall. How about first defensive player to be drafted here? Will Anderson, some solid chalk here, minus 300. Tyree Wilson at plus 225. Jalen Carter is 6-1, to one, which is interesting to me. Christian Gonzalez, 45-1. to one, And then it gets fatter as the numbers go down the board here. Is it Will or Bust? No, I think I think Jalen Carter is is still he's the number one prospect on my board. He's the number one prospect on Pro Football Focus board. He's the number one player on a ton of boards, the number one guy. If these teams, if they took their visits, they talk to Jalen Carter and they think he's the right type of guy, you do your own personal evaluation of a guy. If you think he can fit in your locker room, he's the best player on the field. Six to one. There's a chance that a team he loves his explanations, falls in love with this guy. Okay, he had some issues off the field. Obviously, the incident with the car, the speeding. Okay, you know, his pro day wasn't great. But, you know, we still believe in this kid. Still believe he's the number one three technique in the draft. Number one defensive player in the draft. Number one player in the draft. There's value there. A team could fall in love with Jalen Carter and take him. If I was betting this, I would go Jalen Carter or, or Christian Gonzalez because – Cornerback's a huge need. Some team yeah. could just say, hey, I need a cornerback. I think Christian Gonzalez is the number one cornerback on the board, and a team could pick him too. Will Anderson obviously is odds-on favorite, but I don't think there's much value at minus 300 there. So I go Jalen Carter, and I think you can make a nice little uh, nice little boost there with, with that plus six, 600. Just about a minute left here, Clay, to button things up. Trade rumors with Trey Lance. Do you think anything Trey Lance-related – will affect the draft. Maybe Houston trades for Lance, and then they go defense at number two, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's definitely possible. If a team that loved Trey Lance coming out, obviously doesn't got a lot of NFL tape out there. They do their medical on him. They find out, hey, this guy can still play. Obviously, he had the you know ACL injury, but they think he's the guy that they thought when he was coming out in the draft. So now you can trade for Trey Lance, and you have your first-round pick. I think it's a big possibility, and that can shake a lot of things up. I still like Lance. I liked him coming out of North or um, North Dakota State, right? Yep. I think he's North Dakota State product, Trey Lance, and that's my old football conference over there at Missouri State, the Missouri Valley Conference. And you know, I think this this could be a big move for someone if you're willing to make that move and use now you can use your pick on something else. A lot of or value trade there. back, yeah, or absolutely. trade back, yeah, absolutely. The NFL draft rumors continue to swirl. Clay Harbor is your guy for all of that insight. Clay, always a pleasure chatting with you on the program, my friend. Everybody out there, good luck to your bets this weekend. This has been Believe Me right here on Stadium. For Clay Harbor, I'm Cam Rogers. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.